what turns a boy into a man is his ability to, you know, put off his immediate gratification for his future self to be very, very happy with the decisions he's currently making. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Q&A Friday, where me and maybe a guest answer your questions. If you have a question you want answered on this podcast, email roughnextpodcast at gmail.com. Let's get into it. One last thing before we get into today's episode. A lot of people ask how they can support the podcast. Well, I have a couple easy ways. The first way is just listen and subscribe. And another thing you can do is go follow the Roughnecks podcast on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube as well. If you get something out of today's show, then do me a favor. Share it with a friend. If you really want to go above and beyond to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and get you some of that merch. I appreciate all of the support, but let's get into today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast, and this is episode 90, so that means it is time for Q&A Friday. This is Q&A Friday number four, but before we dive into today's episode, I want to talk real quick about Leo Supplements. As many of you know, I've partnered up with Connor and Leo Supplements. You guys know that I work a manual labor job, so I'm usually constantly sore, but I have been taking the Platinum Joint Support for about a week now. And I'm already starting to feel like a kid again. It's kind of nice. If you want to grab some of the joint support or any, even a new iced coffee protein, head over to leosupplements.com and use the discount code roughnecks for 10% off of your order. Once again, that is leo, L-E-O, supplements.com. Discount code roughnecks for 10% off. He also has a shirt on there, which is one, it's the one day or day one shirt. And that stems from our episode with him, which was episode 83. So go check out that episode if you haven't heard it and you want to know what Leo is, kind of get the background on it before you go over there and then use the discount code Roughnecks for 10% off. But this is Q&A Friday number four. And we have a guest who has been on already, um, actually not too long ago when we really look at it, but he's, re- he's rejoining the show. Robbie Speaks, welcome back, man. What's up? What's up, guys? Happy to be back, man. I'm really excited about today. Yeah, you kind of took a short break, and then you were right back here uh, on the podcast. Got to roll with it, man. You, know, you got to provide value to the world. Here we are doing it once more. Exactly. So uh, if, for any of my new listeners who don't know kind of how Q&A Friday works for us, I ask for questions from the fans. I already have a list of them. Um, it kind of like the heading of the question, subject line, basically. And then me and you are going to trade off. I'm going to read you three subject lines, and you pick which one. I'll read the question off, and then we'll answer it. And that's pretty much it. And for anybody listening who wants a question to be answered on Q&A Friday, these could be questions about literally anything. Doesn't matter what the question is. Email them over to roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to mention at the beginning of the email if you'd like to stay anonymous so that if I'm reading the email and you have your name in there, I don't accidentally read it. But other than that, list your name and where you're from. 
I kind of take the Granger Smith approach to this and a lot of other podcasters do the Q&A Fridays or what Q&A episodes, but let's get into uh, the, the first question here. I got, so here are some of the headings. I have a lot of questions. I got a lot more than I expected. Some of them are straight, simple. Some of them are a little more, you got to think about them a little bit. So um, let's go with name change, different career, or a year ago. Which one do you want to do? Let's go a year ago because I wouldn't really do name change because if I want to be a motivational speaker, my name's Robbie Speaks. It makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So a year ago, oh man, this, I got to change my, there we go. All right. What can you do today that you weren't capable of doing a year ago? And that question is from Sierra. Wow. Um, Just thinking about that question in general, knowing where I was last year, I've unlocked a whole new Robbie Speaks that I didn't even know existed. Um, I really started diving into personal development and motivational speaking in the first place. And since moving out to Los Angeles, which was about a year ago, I was on a fresh new start, not really knowing where my life was directed. And so I was really just trying to figure it out. And I feel like a lot of people are in that situation post-college where they're just trying to figure out what they want to do, what they're passionate about, or what they think they're going to be doing for the next you know, 40, 50 years of their life. But that's the thing. like, You don't have to dedicate 40 or 50 years to anything you just start with the action and then life will take you where it wants you to and the opportunities will start to come after that but compared to last year to be honest dude we're doing a lot more than I ever dreamed of or expected uh just being out in Los Angeles has given me the opportunities to be on tv shows um just grow a following of I think I'm approaching 140,000 uh followers on TikTok right now it's like it's growing rapidly um, so the opportunity to do that and have brand deals, uh, have the connections that I've had out here and just do what I want whenever I want with, with whoever I want, especially my loved ones is a huge blessing to me. Um, but I am curious, like Cole, like what transformations have you seen in the past year for yourself? Oh, a year ago, I was finishing up college. I was just about what it'd be about two months before I'd be done. And I can tell you right now, because you mentioned it, like what they want to, what you think you want to do post-college. No one truly knows. You never know what's going to happen. We've, I think we talked about that in our episode, but like, and I've talked about it in a lot of episodes. You don't know what's going to happen. Like I had no clue that I'd be going back to the job that I was working before I graduated the year before or the summer before. <clears throat> but I, I like in that sense, I've learned a lot through that job, a lot more, like I'm a lot further along because originally I was kind of just the grunt. Like I just went to the van and got the, I got stuff out of the, you know, everything. If they needed something, I went and got it. I shovel gravel, I raked gravel around, but now I'm doing a little bit more like, you know, I understand the plans of the patio. Like it, it, it's just watching me uh, like see myself grow in that sense and just kind of, and it, it all comes with like experience and just doing it every day and kind of getting used to it. But um, I think the big thing, from a year ago and i think it's just because it's off the top of my head and it's something that i'm currently doing i'm learning 3d design now i don't know how to do it completely yet but i couldn't even have told you a year ago one that i'd even be trying to learn it and two that i'd be able to do any of it at all so it's it's really cool to kind of start to see a transformation from you know not just manual labor not just you know working your ass off which i love doing it's fun it sucks some days in the heat but you got to do it with this job I knew what I signed up for but it's also really cool just to be able to you know start to see a shift in myself where I'm not just 
I have something that nobody else does in the company where I'm starting to learn something that nobody else in the company knows how to do. Yeah, man, it's kind of wild. Like we always have these uh, expectations of how our life is going to go, but like really just going through the motions teaches us lessons and just knowing that and having faith that each step that you take, that God has a light underneath that and whatever you take is going to be a blessing. Um, it's, it's really what gives me peace of mind knowing that like I'm never making a wrong decision, just different decisions. Yeah, exactly. There, I don't think some people think, oh, I, like you see it all the time where people are like, oh, I, I, I shouldn't have done that. It, it, there is no such thing as a wrong choice, a bad decision. I mean, maybe it wasn't the best, but it wasn't wrong because you learn from it in a way. You, you, I guarantee if you think it was the worst decision you ever made, you'll never make it again. And guess what? You just learn from it. <laughs> Amen. I, I love surrounding myself with um, just people that I can look up to. And a guy from my church was, talk, uh, was talking to me about, I was like, yeah, I live with no regrets kind of thing. And he was like, really? Like, well, if you're, if you're saying you're living with no regrets, you're really like saying that you're, you refuse to fail. And if, if you refuse to fail, you're not going to grow at all. And so you kind of like have to learn to have regrets, but those regrets, they, they teach you how to grow. So if you're looking back and say, oh, I have no regrets. It's like, no, you do. You're just having a good mindset on it. You're, you're framing it in a different way. But like everybody has to have regrets to be able to learn from something that they failed at to move forward. So I found that, I found that really fascinating to be like, no, you have regrets, but like utilize them to your advantage. Exactly. Yeah exactly so thank you sierra for the question we'll uh go on to the next one i don't uh let's see i'll pick this one and uh we are gonna go with either name change life lesson or pastime and i am going to go to we'll just keep it on this kind of subject with life lesson what has life taught you lately? This is also a question from Sierra. <laughs> it's convenient that the questions are kind of the same. So what has life taught me lately? Um, there's not enough time in the day. Uh, I found that out with everything that I'm trying to almost juggle as we were supposed to record what yesterday. And I just got yeah. caught up in so much stuff. And it, that's one of the things that life's starting to teach me a lot right now. Because um, I it's time management. I had it you know, coming from being a college athlete, yeah, it was D3, but you still had like, your day was almost planned out for you. So you had to manage time, but like you also knew you had a schedule post-college. Like, you know, my schedule isn't, it's my own schedule. Like, yeah, I have work from this time to that time, but it, after all the stuff I have to do after, like, yeah, I could come home, take a nap, which I may have done. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday before it was way before we were supposed to record Definitely something i need to do now but <laughs> yeah. well the past two days i've been uh let's see yesterday and today i was up at 4 30 was at a different job at 5 30 in the morning till 7 or till 6 45 going to work from 7 till whenever we were done three or four and then coming home to working on the podcast working on 3d designs working on trying to juggle everything <clears throat> and i've learned like you have to almost me personally, I'm a very, I'm OCD in a way where I have to like plan out my days. Like, all right. And if I have it planned out, then I'll do it that way. Like if I don't, if I just come home, like I know I need to do this, this and this, but if I make a list and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I like, it's just that checklist, like being able to cross something off the list just makes things feel a lot, like you feel a lot better. And I, I feel like it keeps me on track. One of the, so that's like what I've learned life taught, has taught me lately is manage your time because 
there's only so many hours in a day, but also don't get so caught up in all these things. I've took, like, I've, I realized I was over at my girlfriend's and I was sitting there working on 3d and I worked all day and I like hadn't hardly talked to her since I'd been home. And I'm like, yeah. I finally just turned my computer off and just went over and sat on the couch. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I need to like, actually, I need, you need to take a step back sometimes and not get so caught up in working on everything that you forget about your relationships with friends, family, right. you know, spouses, whatever it is. Yeah. You have to prioritize time for every category of life and be very intentional on that. I always say that discipline is the highest form of self-respect. And if you have self-respect, it's basically you taking your actions currently to prepare you for as least regrets as possible moving forward in the future. And I literally sat down with my roommate yesterday and went through what I call the eight primary categories of life. Now there are different versions of this. Um, they can include career business, uh, personal finance, anything from family, family relationships, spirituality, health and fitness goals, et cetera. Um, but I sat him down and I was like, you have to find out what your true truest whys are in these categories and if you don't have like a form of self like self-discipline and you're just going through life like every day especially in like a 1099 like where you're basically getting paid for what work you're putting in you're not like on an hourly wage it's very easy to get caught up and like oh i can make my own schedule like i can do what i want but if you're not making your schedule other people are going to be doing it for you so like you probably know this like say it's a, a friday night and you have no plans at all on Friday, uh, Friday evening. And, you know, you, you're getting a bunch of texts like, oh, I can do this and this and this and this and this, but it's not like what you truly want to do for your personal growth. It's like, people are going to choose that for you. But if you, if you don't have that scheduled out throughout your week, um, your, your families are going to suffer, your business is going to suffer. So you really have to be intentional what time you're focusing on which category and be self-disciplined to that. And it's, it can be really difficult, but um, yeah, just knowing your why at the true purpose of your uh, of your heart is essential i think oh 100 and i like what you said like on a friday evening you could have your you're gonna have your friends texting you like hey you want to go do this you want to go do this and sometimes this is where like because like me personally i had it was a friday i knew i needed to work on 3d design i already planned on working on 3d design my buddy texted me he's like hey you want to have a couple beers and i'm like i can't tonight but i will tomorrow so like i tried to like it's one of those where I prioritize, like, this is what I need to do for my personal self, but also I'm, I'm still trying to hang out with you the next day to try and also, like, do that relationship side of things. But, like, personally, like, you can't always, sometimes you have to sacrifice, you, have, you always have to sacrifice something for something else. And you have to prioritize what is more important to you and put that first. Amen. Yeah, I've noticed this past year, um, going along with that question you, you mentioned before, is that there is a lot of power in, in saying no and learning how to say no in the first place. Um, I'm just curious, like what examples have, have you gone, gotten into where like you've had to say no to something that's been like really like difficult? Oh, I'm not great at it. I'll be honest. I like, I can think of that. I, I think of that off the, when I'm thinking, I was, as you were saying that, I was thinking about it. Like that's something that I'm not great of. Um, it, and it's, it's something I feel like I've gotten better at, like, you know, telling friends, like, you know, cause it's like they're texting you on a Tuesday night. Hey, like uh, you want to get, you want to drink some beer or whatever. And it's like, you gotta almost like, Hey, I gotta work at seven, even if it's seven or whatever time I gotta work. Like, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to, you know, I like what I have and I don't want to mess that up. You have to prioritize. Like, it's hard to sometimes be like, 
you know, it, it's nice to be able to sit there and drink a few beers with your buddy on a Tuesday night, but then the next day you're almost regretting it. So you, it, that's where it's me personally has came into because, you know, in college it was like, do you guys want to drink on Tuesday? Like, oh, we don't have to be up till 10 o'clock. So like it didn't yeah. matter as much. And the, the uh, drinking with friends is one of the things that I've started to learn to say no with and it's not easy because you don't want to ruin that relationship with them but also you almost have to go look at it from another sense like is drinking the only reason that they're hanging out with me like can mm-hmm. why can't we just hang out and not drink and just like you know sit around and bullshit and like yeah so. yeah and i think that's something that not a lot of people realize a lot of times i've even been part of that like being a fraternity of 80 guys like I found a lot of my relationships weren't very symbiotic and they were, they were always like inviting me to things because this is, this is not to be cocky or like prideful. Like I know the the value that I bring to a conversation and the light that I bring into a room and I have to be very intentional with not only thinking of like, Oh, how can I pour into these people? But I also need people pouring into me or else I'm not going to grow. And I'd be very intentional on that because, you know, especially in LA, like everybody's so, oh, we can do this whenever. And like, they're waiting very last minute to choose a plan because they're always looking for something better. So you really have to prioritize like what you want for yourself, not what everybody else wants. There's going to be a lot of noise around you and you're going to hear so many different options, but you have to be intentional beforehand or else you're going to be like known as like a flake or like just a fake individual that's just trying to like find that the grass is greener on the other side. You really have to be intentional with what you're doing. I like how you said, like, you want to surround yourself with people who pour into you too. We had this thing in college and I always remember, like, it was one of the first things that our coach went through, you know, when we first day you have at a team meeting and we have this big book with all this, all of our crap in it, like expectations and all this stuff. And then one of the sayings was y'all y'all. And it's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest saying we just said y'all y'all, but it means you are who you associate with. And like that was our warning, like mainly to the freshmen, like don't get caught in the wrong crowd because especially on a small campus like Ohio Wesleyan, if you get caught in the wrong crowd, everybody's going to know. Yeah. Like it, it, it is like high school in a way, a little bit yeah. bigger than high school. Some of the people that went there, they're like, dude, this is smaller than my high school. And I'm like, I mean, I thought I had a big school, but we were nothing compared to some of the schools yeah. that people came from. But like, it's true. You are who you associate with. And then like you heard the saying before, you know, show me your five closest friends. I'll show you like you are the six. You are who you like you are around. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I agree. So question numero three, we got name change, pastime and pet peeves. We're going to have to go with pastimes on this. Okay, pastime. Also, thank you, Sierra, for the other question. We got two questions. <laughs> go, Sierra. Uh, let's see. What pastime? Down here. Uh, pastime is from Bethany. So what is your favorite pastime, a.k.a. hobby? A.k.a. a hobby? Yeah. Oof. That's tough, dude. Um. <laughs> There's a lot of great pastimes out there. I would have to say that I know this is going to sound odd, especially coming from me because I'm so, I guess, L.A. now. But I would have to say going to the horse track races. That's just something I've always loved to do. <laughs> um, betting on the horses and stuff like that is something me and my grandpa um, have done a lot. And I mentioned before, like my grandpa is kind of like my father figure. Um, I think I mentioned that on my last episode. And this man has like literally been there 
for me through thick and thin. And every time I get the, the chance to talk to him is such a blessing. So I just remember uh, that's how I actually got my, my nickname. My whole family calls me Robbie Rue. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but hey, transparency and vulnerability is key to like <laughs> relationships. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there was, I remember there was a, a horse named Robbie Rue. It was number one. I was like, grandpa, bet $500 on there. And I was just, I was literally like four years old. And he was like, you got it. And I was like, what, what really? And the horse ended up winning. He, he profited like 20 grand. For the horse. It was the coolest thing. And everyone was like, Robbie, Roo, Robbie, Roo. it was the coolest, man. And so like, I love just going with them and all my friends. I love bringing them. And it's just a cool time to just be able to relax, but also have a good time. It's pretty adrenaline moving as well. Yeah, that's so my favorite thing to do, like in my free time, when I have time to actually do it and I, almost create more time for myself when the season starts but i love hunting i'm i didn't get into it like i my dad hunted my brother like i kind of was around it growing up but i didn't Mm -hmm. really get into it until college um Mm. i you know and then i i mainly gun hunted which is one week out of the year in ohio and you get it like so you get seven days but then you get an extra weekend like after Thanksgiving and stuff or after, I don't remember when it is because the season yeah. is after Thanksgiving. But, um, and then another thing, like I, I started, so I got into gun hunting more, but then the, it was hard with sports because I didn't always have the time. Right. Bow hunting, I really, I don't, I, I don't know what sparked it, but I just really all of a sudden one year was like, I'm going to, I, I want to start bow hunting. Like I just, I had a bow, just never used it. And then I really got into it. And then, like, you know, my senior year of college, our season got canceled. It was the first fall that I didn't have anything. I mean, we had lifting and stuff because we were planning on playing in the spring. But, like, I had a lot more time. I drove home every weekend to hunt. And people asked me why I did it. And I'm like, there's this thing called tree therapy that we, all of us hunters talk, like, everybody will admit to it. When you were sitting you know, in a tree or out in the woods, whatever you want to, wherever, however you hunt and you're just sitting there and it's quiet. Cause I'll go out like we're, if you go out in the morning, you're out in, in the stand before sunlight and it's pitch black as you're trying to find your tree stand, which is always a fun time. And then you literally watch the sun come up. You hear the birds come to life. You just hear everything come to life. And like, people you may knock hunting say whatever you want but like i've had deer come in that i know i'm not going to shoot like i'm not a trophy hunter by any means and i eat the deer i eat the meat i use it it's not like i just shoot it for no reason i i mean i i enjoy it and it's just like you know you sit there and you when you really just sit there and watch and that deer has no clue you're there and you just watch it kind of and i've had babies come in with them and it's just like this is awesome like it is yeah. so there and then it's just you in the tree with a, with your thoughts and you kind of get to clear your head and just kind of almost like take a deep breath for once yeah i can tell you have a lot of passion for it and it gives you a lot of peace of mind just doing it it's really cool um i've got to be honest with you i've never been hunting in my life <laughs> um <and laughs> I think it's something i've always we got to a, do, we got so. two different circumstances here we got la yeah, we got <laughs> but it's something i've always wanted to do but um with me not having that experience what value would you would you say like had like hunting has taught you the most it one it teaches you respect for animals because mm. i'll be honest like i mean most hunters have had it where they they have a bad shot 
you don't put it you don't like especially with bows there's this thing called buck fever where you know you got a nice deer that walks in with a nice rack and you have that bow drawn <laughs> back you are shaking there's no denying it when yeah. i shot my doe this year i was shaking and i was like why why am i shaking right now but it, it's real like you get nervous because when you really think about you are about to take an animal's life and right. and the thing is is when you put a bad shot everybody feels like crap because most if you bow hunt most people are shooting thousands of times like you know that's if you're doing it correctly ethically it, te it teaches you to like just you know respect the animal because you don't want to put a bad shot you don't want it to suffer you want it to be quick and painless so that like it's just done and then it, i mean it just teaches you like because you almost it's almost like the native americans you almost take a second after mm. you like when you find the deer and you're just like wow like <laughs> you know, really embrace you're, them. you're appreciative of it and I, I think that's the biggest thing is the respect for animals respect for like any life in general yeah wow i see i'm learning a lot about this and i feel like a lot of the listeners are too because i i'm not experienced in that but uh i would i would imagine that it takes a lot of, i would imagine it takes a lot of patience as well oh it does it teaches you a lot of patience because there is nothing worse then because i have trail cameras and you get pictures of your deer and you you know you check them and then you go out hunting and nothing comes in you don't see a single deer and you're like i have 30 deer coming in a day on camera where where's the deer at? Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. it's like especially hunting like big bucks there's a reason they're so big they've lived long because they know they're, they're not dumb they know how to avoid it they, i mean they have that natural instance like i've watched deer bucks will let does walk out into the field and they'll stay back in the woods and just sit there and wait and then right at dark which is that you only have so the legal hunting time is the 30 minutes before daylight and 30 minutes after daylight like sunrise and sunset whatever the you know whatever the actual time is and they'll wait they know like when it's past legal hunting time and then they'll walk i've been stuck in stand where i've had a nice buck 20 yards right in front of me and like yeah i could shoot it but is it ethically right is it legal no and it like it, that's where it also like kind of takes a sense on you like is this worth it like you don't want to it, it you don't want to do it illegally you, you and it's fun it's a chase and it, it yeah. takes a lot of patience well that's that's actually a topic that i love talking about and i didn't i don't even think it was intentionally that you brought this up but like just morals is, are like so crucial uh, to, i feel like everybody's own happiness with who they are at their core um because I, I know that like the guy that I was sharing with you before talking about like regrets, he said the number one regret people have is that uh, they hurt somebody with an immoral decision that they made in the past. And that's something they look back on very frequently. And there's this idea of a moral compass. I'm sure you're familiar here. You probably heard of that, right? Mm -hmm. So your moral compass. Um, I kind of think of it as like a new pair of shoes. Say, you know, you're born, you have this new pair of shoes. You're like completely crisp white, right? And you go to, you know, your first, um, just like graduation party. So you get a little scuff up on it. Uh, it's like, oh, it's not too bad. Let me just brush it off real quick. But like you wear it out next weekend to say like a basketball game and they get a little bit dirtier. Um, that's like each decision, like each conscious decision that you're making to lie, steal, cheat, or do something immoral. Like you, you may not think about it, but you feel it at your core, like within the decision that you're making. Like I have this very small example, like, there's a, a bucket of protein on top of my fridge and <laughs> uh, shout out Shane Nagy. We talked about this. He's my roommate. And I noticed that like, I was starting to miss a little bit of my protein and 
we talk about this on, on our podcast and it's like the value behind sitting there and thinking like, oh, this person is never going to know. They're never going to find out. Like, it doesn't even matter. It's like the only true person that it matters to is yourself because you, you're going to know that moving forward and it's going to hurt you and you're going to be damaged like that pair of shoes. It's going to be it's a little bit dirtier. So you're not going to treat it as well. And once you start doing those actions and decisions more frequently, they just get worse and worse and worse. And so you're going to be more, more prone to lie, cheat, steal, et cetera. Um, if you continue making the actions like that. So like you, as simple as plain, plain and simple, like you taking the time to be like, okay, it's, it's like 20 minutes before, like I'm allowed to technically shoot this deer. Like you might not think about it, but that decision feeds into many different categories in your life. That's like saying like, oh, like this girl texted me and I could text back just to be nice, but knowing in the back of your mind, like, okay, my girlfriend or my wife would not be happy with this decision, even though she would never know that plays a huge role in your relationship. And there's this huge umbrella of morality that I could go into, but I just want, I thought that was a really fascinating topic. Yeah. There, you could go on a, like, I think both of us could go on a big long tangent with that because I agree. And I think a lot of it too, like your protein, you almost start to, yeah, they may never know, but if they do know, there goes some respect, there goes some trust. And that's where you got to look at it too. Like you got to look at what happens. All right. Maybe they don't know. Well, what happens if they do know? Mm -hmm. that's when i kind of like that's how i kind of gauge my morals sometimes on things like that like all right they wouldn't know but if they did find out what would happen and you're like "Mm, i probably wouldn't like that result so it's Mm -hmm. probably not worth doing right yeah something that i I keep engraved in my mind when i'm making like maybe uh decisions that are on the fence i'm like okay i don't know this is a gray area would my future son if he was watching me and following me wherever i went if he saw me making that decision, would he be like, would he be proud of me? Would he be disappointed in me? Would, would I want him to, you know, have that same value that I just acted upon? And I feel like that's really um, just motivating me to be the best conscious, morally person that I can be. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you get to pick the, or no, did you pick? Yeah. You picked that one, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. All right, so the next ones we got are pet peeves, dumb child things, and a man. And I'm going to go with dumb child things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, can be a funny one or just a really bad one. What is the stupidest thing you did as a child? And that is from Allie. Stupidest thing I did as a child, dude. A lot to count, dude. <laughs> I can tell you the stupidest thing I did as a child, and I still get told this story to this day. I kind of remember it, but I was young. Like, it was one of those, like, in between, like, where you kind of remember things, but you don't really remember things. I was, my sister was watching me while my mom was at work or something. Like, my parents were gone, and I um, took beard trimmers. I went to the bathroom and for some reason took beard trimmers and shaved a stripe right down the middle of my head. Not even on the side. No, just straight down the middle. Like inverted mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. So guess who got a uh, buzz cut right after that? But my sister, she said she realized she was like, he's been in the bathroom for a while. Came in, opened the door. And here I was standing with beard trimmers in my hand and like a line gone through the middle of my head. And she's like, she's like i tried so hard not to laugh but i couldn't and she's like then you started crying when i laughed and i was like i, I mean i kind of remember this but i I remember getting the buzz cut because i was not happy about getting a buzz cut oh <laughs> yeah kind of did um, it to myself 
and craziest part about this really funny is like i could see that on you now like you doing something like that now <laughs> being like there's ah, a picture of it somewhere i might have to find the picture and put it on the instagram <laughs> it's funny if we were going along with uh talking about hair um i i actually grabbed my mom's like dye for her hair one time and apparently i didn't use like adequate amount because i was like oh i want to go blonde and it ended up like being like super bright red for some reason and it like faded into this like really weird orange and as soon as i went to school like the next day everybody was like i'm slim shady or something real shady may i have your attention please may i have your attention please will the real slim shady please stand up i repeat will the real slim shady please stand up we're gonna have a problem And I was like, yeah, y'all can call me Eminem now. This is sweet. Because <laughs> so I was like, I was the only white kid in, in my elementary school. And it was just so funny. <laughs> uh, the things children do, I see it now all the time with my nieces and nephews. Like, they'll do things. And I'm just like, I don't know why I'm surprised. Because I probably did the same thing as a child. But it is just hilarious. And that's one thing about kids that I love. Is like, they don't hold back. And that's something know. I wish... And that I hope a lot of people like keep a hold of is just knowing like the fearlessness that you had as a child, like you never held back. So why let it, why let yourself do it now? I think a lot of it comes from ego or what people will think of me. Kids don't care. They literally go all out and they're like, this is me. This is who I am. And I think that's a pretty crucial point that, uh, I, that I, I wish that a lot of people wouldn't lose that process of growing up. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I remember taking one of my, my girlfriend, uh, one of my girlfriends, this was before the current one, but, but anyway, I took her over to my sister's and my niece asked my current girl, my girlfriend at the time, Hey, where's such and such, which was my girlfriend before that. And I'm like, mm. well, and like, kid, but the kids don't understand, but you're just like, uh, of all things you could say, why that? Yeah. <laughs> it's brutally honest though. They, just don't, they don't even think about it. They're like, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the communication that I wish a lot of us had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go into the break real quick and then we'll be right back with a few more questions. Today's episode is brought to you by roughnextpodcast.com. If you want to support the podcast, then head over to roughnextpodcast.com and grab you some of that Roughnecks merch. We have everything from t-shirts, long sleeves, sweatshirts, hats, and many more. Stay up to date on the website for new merch coming every couple months. You can place an order and it'll get sent directly to your door, and I don't even take any of the money from it. The money gets put right back into the podcast to continue to improve it for you. If you can't afford to buy some merch this time, then simply just subscribe to the newsletter, and it'll keep you up to date on all the new things that are coming. I appreciate all of the support you guys give. It doesn't go unnoticed. Let's get back to today's episode. We are back. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you want one of your questions put on Q&A Friday, they are every 10 episodes. So this is episode 90. So I'm actually still not sure about episode 100, but anything that ends in a zero will usually be a Q&A Friday. 
Um, but email those questions about anything and everything over to roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Speaks, let's get into the next question. And the three I got oh, for you is pet peeves, a man, dream vacation. Pet peeves, 100%. Okay, pet peeves. This is a question from Ali as well. And it is, what is one of your biggest pet peeves? All right. Can I give you two? Yes. Two came to mind. Um, the first one, have you ever been like driving down the road and you're just like listening to your absolute favorite song and you're, you're getting ready for that either bass drop or just that really high note and like you're on the freeway and you're just vibing out. Best time of your life. Windows are down. You're like cruising. You're like, oh, let's go five, six, seven. Take a right turn. And it's like, Siri comes in and just like disrupts your whole vibe. And you're like, ah, dude especially when you're like showing your friend the new song you're like i swear this is good that's the worst yes i I, that would that is absolutely annoying that's why a lot of times especially if i kind of know where i'm going Mm -hmm. i turn i put her on mute because i'm like i ain't listening to you like you're not interrupting my music especially if your windows are down and you're going kind of slow where people may actually hear you and you're singing then all of a sudden you're like i turn left oh uh you didn't hear that 100% 100% dude um number two that I have on there is, it's not I, w- I don't know if I would consider it a pet peeve but it's like a really like claustrophobicness that I have only when I'm using q-tips though it sounds odd I know but there's a story behind it so when I was like really really young uh, me and my brother we shared like bunk beds and we would always piss each other off like that's what brothers do we just like get on each other's nerves. brothers had bunk beds and we both pissed each other off a lot yeah very much so like you're you're beating the crap out of each other like all the time <laughs> whatever and my, my brother he was a little bit bigger than me so well, a lot bigger actually I should be honest but uh, I would always like beat him up and then like just like run away because he was bigger than me he would beat me up if I stayed there but I'd like give him a nice one two and then like run away <laughs> but um there was this one time I was just like messing with him and I was top bunk and he was on the bottom and I was like I'm just gonna slap the crap out of this kid <laughs> and I did and I didn't I just heard him start crying and I was like, what just happened? And I didn't know this, but he was using a Q-tip in his, yeah, dude, that, that freaked me out. And like, he has some hearing loss from it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was so terrible. I'm like, I feel so bad even to this day, but every time I'm using a Q-tip now, I have to be isolated. Like, I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go over into the other room. Like, I'm just going to take care of something real quick. It's so weird, but like, that's just one of my things. It's one of my quirks. (laughs) Everybody has their thing. I think my, one of my biggest pet peeves is loud eaters. I don't Mm, don't know why, but like it, it it makes me like cringe to where like sometimes I'm like, I I, like, and I know like we all do it from time to time. Like it happens, like, especially if you can't breathe out your nose, like you're congested and you you know, you're kind of chewing with your mouth open, but like, when I hear a loud eater, if I'm like real close to him and I can hear it, I'm just like, like it gives me chills. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. But I'd, I'd say that's probably my biggest pet. I, I don't know. I I probably would say that's my biggest. That's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. I, yeah. There's like so many like little things that could be like really annoying, but like I, at the end of the day, I'm like, whatever. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's as we get older, we've came across like, you know what? 
whatever it screw it basically yeah exactly so the next three we got that i'm gonna pick from is a man dream vacation and covid and its effects on you and i'm gonna go dream vacation which is a question from sophie if you go anywhere for your dream vacation where would it be Ooh, a lot of places <laughs> can i see so you going first on this one yeah i'll i'll go first and i don't know why did you what uh language did you take in high school i took spanish do i remember not okay, at all fair enough. For some reason, I I thought you took German, but um, so I took German four years in high school and then two semesters in college, and I've always wanted to go to Germany and just like kind of there's a lot of history there and just kind of like you know do like basically a historical tour in a way and just kind of learn a little bit more. I've always been fascinated by it, so I've I think if I could go anywhere, I would go to Germany. Oh yeah. That's a great one. Um, have you ever been out of the country before? I have not. We're so, going to have to change that. Yeah, that is a, uh, a bucket list of mine to get done in the next, like, five years. That would be quite amazing. Um, I'll, I'll get to my dream one. But I went to Italy, dude. For I studied abroad for a month. I took um, nursing over there, um, healthcare professionals um, in Italian. So I learned a little bit of Italian. Do I remember it? No, it's gone away. But, um, like, it was one of the best experiences of my life it literally felt like a month i was just like in a dream because like we were trying different cities so many different foods and like you grow such a culture shock but a sense of empathy for just people all across the world you 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 really learn how privileged we are as americans and even though that's still a first world country like it's still like like it does it well for itself we are so privileged that's the way we we live and it's the craziest part is like even though we're like known as like like one of the top countries we have some of the highest like depression rates and uh people are just like sad a lot and it's just because i think we expect everything to be perfect so when we have like the, the slightest inconvenience or something doesn't go our way we get like real down about it and if you go to a third world country i've been to jamaica and still like the happiest people i've ever seen because so like a lot of them are, like homeless and like living in huts on the side of the street and they're like yeah man what's up and it's like so positive and uplifting and i'm like this is so cool because you know they don't expect much but as soon as they get like the slight chance of like happiness they they take it and they they run with it at their core which is super cool but i went on a tangent there for a little bit but my dream spot would definitely be new zealand it's somewhere i've always wanted to go it's literally been on the background of like my my dream board and all this kind of stuff for forever it's just had never gotten to the opportunity where i could actually go uh, but it's been like a dream of mine so yeah that would definitely be to go to See, I think that we are sitting here saying this. This is stuff that we need to make happen because I don't want to be one of those people that I look at. Like, because we talk about it on this podcast. Don't talk about it, be about it, do something about it. You have the opportunity. So I mm-hmm. think it's something that I'm going to actually uh, have to make happen here before too long. Yeah, it's make it a little investment bucket for you. Exactly. And like, so I, the, I mean, this obviously wouldn't save it up quick enough, but like for something, like talking about investment and saving money in a way, like something my grandfather did that people might have thought was like dumb pointless whatever he didn't spend any of his one dollar bills he always just put them in a basket and then you go put it in a savings account and you're like 
and I started doing it. And then like the one day, like you don't think about it. I just throw them in the center console of my car. Like, and then when I get enough of them, I just take them inside. I have a little safe. I put them in the safe. And then after a while, I, I'll take it to the bank. And the one day I went and pulled them all out of the envelope that I had in the safe. And there was like a hundred and something dollars in once. And I was like, you know, that's not much, but like you think about all the like little bit that you just saved right there from not spending your ones you know, and it may save you, like when you're in the gas station, it may save you from getting that extra Arizona iced tea or that extra candy bar, whatever it is. And you don't think about it. But then I remember walking downstairs too, and my mom's like, where are you going to freaking strip club? And I'm like, no, it's, it's not like that. I swear. <laughs> like grandpa told me not to go. He told me to go to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> he actually did. I'm pretty sure didn't trust the banks because that was it when that was at a time like where like people just didn't trust the banks and didn't put their money in. So he, when he passed away and then my grandmother passed away, they ended up like going through that, like cleaning out the house and stuff. And they found like, you know, a bunch of money just stashed in weird places and stuff. It's because he didn't trust it. So he just hit it. So fascinating to me. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So next question is your question, correct? Yes. A man COVID and its effects off the grid i'm just curious as to see what a man means so let's go with that i'm pretty sure it's exactly what you just said (laughs) this question is from shelby and it what makes a man a man first thing that comes to mind when i hear this question it's honestly i talked a little bit about self-discipline beforehand um but i think what turns a boy into a man is his ability to, you know, put off his immediate gratification for his future self to be very, very happy with the decisions he's currently making. And that could be in terms of, you know, not just finances, but it also be in terms of relationships, um, family and romantic, just like everything in your life. It's like, okay, if I, if I really, really care about my future, my family, even myself, like I can put off some things like say like Chipotle, for example, I could go 10 times a week or I could, you know, hold off that instant gratification and invest that so I could get Chipotle a hundred times a month if I wanted to. And when I'm like older, it's like that. I think that transformation really turns a boy into a man. Um, and that goes along, with, like I said, relationships too. Um, and like, I'm, this isn't to get all like Christian or anything, but like good things take time. And that's like, I was like, honestly, like, I wasn't like the most like Christian man. I was like, I was a Christian, but like, I, I believed I was a good person, really. Mm-hmm. I like throughout college and I was just like, okay, like whatever. But like, I would like take girls on dates and like, it, it was just like a thing. It was just like fun. And I didn't really think about like the effects that it would take on like, not only them, but myself as well. Like, I have to really take a step back and be like, okay, I have to have the utmost respect to this person. And also self-respect for myself, because I find that is the most attractive thing in any, anybody, even my friends, is a sense of self-respect. <clears throat> and, you know, like I said, good things take time. So even in terms of relationships, like when you wait um, to even get like the next base, if you will, it's like it makes so it means so much more for the both of you. And it's just like a small example. But I think that, like that self-respect is really what makes a boy man. I, I'm, I, I agree with you and mine kind of goes off of that in a way. And what makes a man to me 
because the only thing and I, I remember hearing this and I forget where I heard it. I don't remember if it was even a TV, just a TV show or a podcast or something, but like what makes you a man is kind of owning, like living up to your word. If you tell somebody you're going to do something and that kind of goes along with what you're saying, because like I've heard the only thing a man has is his word. That's like, yeah. you know, whether you believe that or and his not, balls, right? Yeah, well, that too. Well, sometimes, you know, the, the wife or the girlfriend ends up taking those. So, <laughs> but no, like it, if you tell somebody you're going to do something or you tell somebody like, hey, I'll be here at this time. I think we talked about this in our episode or the first that time you were on. If you better do it because otherwise, you know, there goes respect, there goes trust, there goes reliability, like all of these things. And it could be the littlest thing. And I remember having friends where I'm like, hey, can you come help me with this? And they're like, nah, sorry, I'm busy. And they're out drinking whatever they're doing. And then like, but it was like, I remember like dropping everything and you don't want to almost compare yourself to them. And like, I get it. Things come up. You're not always going to be able to help me right when I need it. But yeah. you, you kind of, after a while it starts to, you start to realize like, are you a true friend? Are you truly who you say you yeah. are? And I, I think if you're going to like, for me personally, a man, if you say you're going to do something, you got to do it doesn't matter how you make it happen you got to make it happen 100 yeah integrity is like one of my key principles like it wasn't until this past year where i was like really wow like even even my self-integrity like when i make my own schedule and i and i'm like okay i need to do this this and that like if i tell myself that i better damn have this self-respect to, to follow up with it and be proud of who i was when i made those initial decisions and i've got to follow it through with action you can't just like say you're going to do something and not do it because that's taking a hit at yourself and you're just never going to follow through with anything you say if you continue to do that. It goes along with that moral compass. It's like the more you don't slack off or not follow through with what you say, the more you're going to do it. And you definitely don't want that, especially in terms of your family, because that's a great way to like lose family in the, in the first place. So in terms of like your, your kids' relationships, your wife's relationships, um, just, et cetera. I mean, it goes on and on for days, but like that's, I, I, yeah, I feel like those two, we just encompass what a man can be in those two different, two different words right there. Mm -hmm. I agree a hundred percent. So we got time for uh, probably two or three more maybe. And mm -hmm. we're going to go with, uh, this is my turn, COVID and its effects off the grid or different career. And I'm going to go with off the grid because that definitely fits me. So I'm going to go with it. <laughs> and this is from Ali again. If you could go off the grid and live anywhere where would you go? Ooh. You come out to LA, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be kind of hard to live off the grid out there, I feel like. <laughs> uh, me personally, myself, if I was, went off the grid and, like, no one knew where I was or anything, I'd want to be in, like, probably Montana. And there's a lot of Yellowstone coming out in me when I because I watch too much Yellowstone. So, but... <laughs> It's just Montana. It's just the scenery. It's just beautiful out there, and it's just so peaceful. And it, it, I don't know. That's just I actually almost packed up this past summer and just was like, you know what? I'm gonna go out there and just figure it out. I was gonna try and get a ranch job. I was watching too much Yellowstone. Don't trust me. You don't want to do it unless you actually have a plan. <laughs> well, well, let me ask you, what, what prevented you from going? The cliche, uh, you know, the normal. I didn't have enough money. And the, the money thing was a huge impact or uh, aspect because I looked at my student loans were about to start and I knew those were going to be very 
high payments and I didn't have a lot saved up. So I was like, I need to, if I'm going to do it, I need to wait at least a year because I need to have money stashed away. So that way, if I do end up like, you know, packing up and moving, I have something and I don't have something right away job wise that I have something that I could go back on. Like I have a fund where, cause my, I don't want to be late on my loan payments. That is for damn sure. Yeah. Nobody wants that. No, I'd like to get rid of those as quick as possible. As quick as possible. That's an interesting um, aspect, student loans in general. Because apparently, when I was, I was talking to my financial advisor, he was like, no, you definitely want to keep those. Even though you don't have a lot, you definitely want to extend that as long as possible. And I was like, why? This doesn't make any sense at all. But apparently, it made sense to me after he explained it. He said, the money that you're using to spend, like to pay back your student loans, if you did just half of that payment, and you know, took that the other half that you would have been putting into there and put it in investments, you'd be making more than you'd be losing from the fees um, that extend the loan. And I was like, I guess that makes sense. Although I don't want to think about the loans being there. Like it's smarter to have them there because they're also great for your credit too. And, and I'm not no financial advisor or anything like that, but I think it's just a fascinating principle that like a lot of people don't think about when they leave college. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people also think about the loans going into college either. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, especially if you're going to like a university. Of, how much is your tuition? Oh, <laughs> uh, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I always say my big thing with Ohio Wesleyan, I loved it. I, I enjoyed my four years there. I don't regret it, but sometimes I wish I'd have done it differently, if that makes sense. Like, I, I don't, I, 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 the connection, I would have probably never started this podcast if I never went there. Like, a lot of things happened because of going there, and I got to play four years, four more years of the sport that I loved with football and got a lot of, like, opportunities grow. Like, I, my mom told me the best thing that ever happened to me was I went to college because she was like, you were becoming a little shit by the time you were a senior in high school and I was like well yeah I realized now and it it made me grow up a lot and it it was the best thing for me but money wise I'm like right on well let me ask you before we get into my um my side of that question of uh, off the grid what through through all your experiences college high school just personal life family life what experience would you take and bring if you had the opportunity to um, give a TED talk, what would be like the passionate topic that you would discuss for millions of people to watch? Ooh, it mm. always stumps everybody. <laughs> I had something that come that comes to mind, but I also like don't know if I'd want it to be like necessarily all about me with mm. how I tell the story. But like it, uh, the first thing that comes to mind would be like the year, my senior year of high school, when I broke my elbow and was told that I was done for the year, you're not going to play the rest of the year by multiple doctors. And it ended up coming back four games later, <clears throat> not to like be cocky or anything, but like, you know, it's, it's just one of those things like you can do something if you put your mind to it, you can't, you don't take no for an answer if you don't want it like you can do something put your mind to it put the time in and it can happen and it, like you could stem that off of a lot of different things like you know i learned a lot from that injury as well about you know one don't get too cocky because i think that was part of what was happening to me and it was almost like a humble like a, a humbling experience like it brought me back down like you're not as good as you think you are you're not the shit 
take a deep, like take a step back and kind of really look at it because it was one of the, like I had a freshman replace me and he came out and just killed it. And I was like, if I come back, I'm actually going to have to work for my spot. Like I'm not just going to be handed this spot. It made me realize like your spot could be taken at any time. And that could be with inside of a company that could be inside of a marriage in a way. It could be inside of a lot of different things everything is up for grabs and you have to put the time and you have to continue to be consistent, self-disciplined, all this stuff that we've kind of already touched on to um, kind of learn and grow. Yeah, it's very true. Another thing was like um, just feeling like cocky. Did you mean that was in high school or college? That was in high school. Yeah. Just being in high school, I feel like, like even I had that same, not, I wouldn't say maybe issue or a problem, but like that same thought of like, okay, I feel like I've gotten everything that I can out of this high school experience. And like, um, you, you probably noticed I was like homecoming king and like was captain of like wrestling team and stuff like that. And I felt like I was like, like one of the top dogs, but at that capacity, like, yes, you're a leader, but you can't take too much advantage of that because you have to realize you're, you're a big fish in a very small pond and like when you go to that next level with whether it's college or you move off to los angeles like you're gonna be right back where you started like you're gonna be a freshman again in a way and it's like you gotta really humble yourself because you, I, I treat myself like a sponge i will go into every situation knowing that i can learn something from anybody at every any given moment and it could be any anything like <clears throat> this homeless guy like down the street I was like just interested. So one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have a conversation with this guy. See what comes of it. Uh, Cause most people just walk by and be like, Oh, get out of here. That's yep. gross. Whatever. Not make eye contact, try to avoid everything about it. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I literally sat down with the guy. I was like, tell me like, if you had to, you know, give some advice, to, like change the world, what would it be? And I just like really honed in on that. And I, I created like a five minute podcast out of it because he didn't know it, but I was filming it the whole time. But no, that was beside the point. But it was just so impactful and profound. And I was like, wow, like anybody can, can provide value to anybody as long as, you know, that's having that golden rule, just like treat others how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. It's cool. But um, yeah, I, I went on a chance there, but anyways, off the grid. Yeah. Off the grid. We're going back like another 10 minutes. Yeah. But um, if I were to go off the grid, I would have to say, um, if I, it sounds really stupid and cheesy, but like not stupid, but cheesy for sure. It doesn't matter where I'm at as long as I'm with my, my closest loved ones, whether it be friends, family. And if we were just sitting around a fire, just having life talks, like things like this, this is where I thrive. Mm-hmm. Like being like motivational speaker or TikTok or whatever it may be. Like I love just creating raw, genuine, pure, authentic, vulnerable, transparent connections with people. And it's like, that's my happy place. So even this right now, I feel like is is like my I'm living my dream as we speak, which is really cool. Exactly. I think we can get one more in. One one more question, real we'll quick. Send it. We'll send, baby. And we'll either go COVID and its effects or different career. Which one you want? I really don't like COVID. I'm kind of tired. I'm fine about with it. it. I'm fine with it. I'm cool with that. <laughs> so we're gonna go with different career. I gotta find it. I, you know, I'm, these are all in an email folder, so I try to find them. All right. If you could, if you could have a different career, what would it be? I know this at the core of my inner being that I would thrive as either a counselor or a therapist. Like that's just who I am at the heart of things. Like, yes, I'm life coach, motivational speaker, tech talker, all this kind of stuff. But I, 
instead of like being on stage and like talking to thousands and thousands of people or like having a platform of millions of uh, followers and stuff like that, I can provide, I learned this in college actually, I can provide very little value to an immense amount of people or I can create a very large impact to a few number of people. And I learned that through being like very involved in college. I was in like 10 different organizations and I was like, going from meeting and meeting and meeting and every time like a group would be like oh let's grab lunch after or like create relationship bonding experiences i'd be like i actually have to go to my next meeting i don't have time for this and it just created like like a really <clears throat> just superficial relationships and so i could really see myself thriving um even on like a part-time level as like, like being a one-on-one like life coach therapist counselor uh something along those lines but how about you man Ooh, I was sitting here thinking the entire time you were talking about what I was going to actually say, because that is a tough one. <laughs> you can keep thing. talking if you want. I do it a lot. <laughs> Ooh, I actually just came up. I, I have three different ones. <laughs> um, And I think I'd either own my own business and people always ask, well, like, what would it be? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. For some reason, I've always wanted to own my own business. And like, in a way, I'm kind of already starting to get to that point with the podcast. It's starting to grow to where it may eventually actually get turned into a business on uh, an LLC. But um, another thing, I, if I could have any career, and I don't know, it, we talked about it, but if I could have, like make it a career, make it something that I could do full time and, you know, provide. I would love to be like a hunting guide or like, you know, make YouTube videos or like I have like almost like um there's this uh, show on Netflix called Meat Eater, something like that, like to where I, I'd love to be able to do that. I think that'd be freaking awesome to kind of, you know, it just be my style, it'd be something that I'd love to do and it'd be taking my hobby, something that you love. And like we, I think we talked about it maybe in our episode where your job shouldn't be a job or shouldn't be a chore. It should be something that you obviously you wouldn't but something that you would love to do for like you could do for free because you love doing it so much and so i think and i'd love doing that so i think that's something that i could possibly if i had a different career it'd be that yeah i feel like every single podcast i've ever listened to in my life has used that principle it's like if you if you're doing a job you might as well have something that you would do for free and be passionate about it so this is just everybody's sign in general to just doesn't matter how much money you're making or where you're at just do what you love and the other things will just come along with it one way or another um just having the true faith in that is is key um but yeah like is there a way that you could you think you could combine podcasts and hunting guide and into like a one job uh yeah i mean you could there's actually there's podcasts out there that are literally like there's um there's this channel that i watch it's called midwest whitetail and they i mean they post videos they have like i don't even know how many guys probably six or seven guys that hunt that they record and they just post them like it's of their hunts and you know not always getting a deer sometimes just like the tracking and like right now they're posting a lot of off-season stuff of like what they're doing because they don't baiting is illegal in some states like where you can't sit out like a pile of corn and have deer it's legal in ohio but it's illegal in a lot of other states and they you know they put in fields like certain like uh clover patch like just certain things that deer like to eat that not necessarily baiting them but like because you're not putting a big pile of corn you're making it more natural and it doesn't mean they're going to come to it but it's they do that and then 
they also have a podcast that you know they get on there and they'll sit there and talk for an hour about stuff and it's a it, there there is ways to do it 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 is possible i'd have to learn a lot more and that's like and i think that's important too like if you want to do something you have to come to self-realization too like you may have to put in time to learn like yeah. it's it like uh i think you listened to connor's episode where he was like you know everything's at your fingertips it's all around you like if you want something it's there it's you can get on google right now and figure something out um i yeah. mean i've done it we we all do it we all get on youtube like how to do this how to yeah. do this like it, it you can find anything you can learn everything it's all out there you just got to put in the time to learn that's facts but with that that's a wrap on episode 90 q a friday Thanks, Speaks, for coming back on. Uh, give me your social media tags again. Maybe we can help you get up to that 140. Pretty simple, and it flows pretty well. So if you can't remember Robbie, it's at Robbie J. Bobby. R-O-B-B-Y-J-B-O-B-B-Y. These will also be in the episode details if you want to find them, and I will tag him on our social medias. But if you haven't listened to episode 85 or 87, listen to those in that order. That is when Speaks was on the first time. Definitely want to check those out. And if you want to hear Speaks on more Q&A Fridays, comment on the Instagram post for the ep- this episode and say more Speaks, which if people don't know what that's for, they're going to be like, why are people saying more Speaks? That makes zero sense. But then we might just bring them back on again. But that's all I got this week. And you guys know the deal. Life is hard and it's going to knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Don't let the bull of life walk all over you. Get up, grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks podcast. If you liked today's episode, then be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend if you got some value from it. Head over to social media and follow the Roughnecks podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Don't forget to get you some of that merch by heading over to roughneckspodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there. See y'all next week. Roughnecks out.